This is Project Keto. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast is a result of my lifelong experience searching for the answers to my health struggles. I'm here to teach you the how-tos, practical tips, and tactics to eating a ketogenic diet. No more deprivation or confusion when it comes to your amazing body. Let's jump right into today's episode. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 6. Hello, friends. I'm so excited to be here talking about reading food labels today. This is a really fun topic. We've had some more dense, heavier scientific topics the last few episodes, and now we are talking practical information that everybody needs to know. And this is really fun because I've been teaching it to my homeschool nutrition class students and they've been doing really well learning this and being able to read food labels. It's just such an important skill. Before we start the whole discussion, the whole lesson for today though, you may have noticed over on Instagram or over on my website that my chocolate cake course is launching again. This only happens about once a year. Last time was last November of 2020 that it went live and now it's happening again. So the doors are open. You can now register for my chocolate cake course. And of course, the cake recipe is gluten, dairy, sugar, corn, soy free. Now the only dairy that's in there is pasture butter, but other than that, totally dairy free. And it's free of artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners. You learn how to bake in a totally different way. So this is more than just learning one recipe. This is learning concepts for baking without sugar, without gluten, without dairy. And you get all of these special tips on how to make variations and alter recipes so they work better for you. So it's more of a learning experience where you're using this one amazing super popular tried and true recipe to practice on, but you gain all of these skills. So if you've never really baked before, or you're a really experienced baker, both types of people would love this course. And this is the same recipe that I used for my wedding cake. A lot of you um, heard about that last year. I made my own wedding cake and people absolutely loved it. This is also the same recipe that I use in my home cake business where people order cakes and cupcakes through me and I personally make them and design them for them. So it's all that same popular, popular recipe. So if you're wanting to get into the course, the doors are open now. They slam shut on November 22nd and you can save $50 off with the code CAKELOVE. You can find the link in the show notes or you could just go to www.studiotimeout.com backslash cake course to get all the details and to get yourself signed up. And let's jump right into today's topic about reading food labels. So we'll start with the nutrition facts. And if you can just take a moment to go into your pantry or open up the refrigerator, get out at least one food item that has a food label. So not something like broccoli where there's no label, but get out, you know, a box of gluten-free crackers or get out some salad dressing or a jar of tomato sauce or anything that you have in the house. 
get out at least one, ideally two or three or even four products that have food labels so you can look at a label while following along with what I'm saying. There are five things that you're looking for on the nutrition facts. So you're going to turn the box or turn the jar to the nutrition facts and look for the first thing. Number one, the serving size. So people oftentimes don't know that this is on the food label. The serving size is going to dictate a lot more information. So it's when you look on later at the fat, the cholesterol, the carbs, the protein, all these other words, those are talking about how much fat is in one serving or how much cholesterol is in one serving, not in one box or one jar or one bag of the food. So what I'm looking at, I'm looking at a jar of tomato sauce and I see one serving is one tablespoon. Well, that's really helpful to know because most people are going to eat more than one tablespoon of tomato sauce, so you might be misled by that. In here, I'm later when I'm looking at the carbs and the protein, I don't want to get misled and think that there's a certain amount of carbs that I'm reading here in my whole bowl of spaghetti with sauce. This is referring to one tablespoon. So you're going to look at your food, whatever it is, find out what is the serving size. The second piece we're looking at here are total grams of fat. So you'll see on your box or jar it might say total fat and then there might be something like saturated fat and trans fat underneath. The most important thing is that you look at the total grams of fat and you're looking at the grams. We're not looking at the percentages over on the right, we're looking at the grams. So on what I'm looking at in this tomato sauce, there are zero grams of fat in one serving. Number three, we are looking at total grams of carbs. So you heard that right, total carbohydrates. We're not really paying attention to dietary carbs, total sugars, or net carbs, or anything like that. We're just going to look at the total grams of carbs. So in my tomato sauce, in one tablespoon, there are four grams of carbs. Number four, we are looking at total grams of protein. So my tomato sauce here has zero grams of protein in one tablespoon. Before we go on, you need to make sure you understand this concept that Fat, protein, and carbs, they're only referring to how much is in one serving. If it's less than one gram, legally they don't have to put that on the label. So let's say, truthfully, there's actually 0.5 grams of fat in one tablespoon of this tomato sauce. Well, legally they only have to write zero because it's less than one. So that's helpful for you to know because that is one of the reasons that companies will choose a serving size. Let's use this as an example. If my tomato sauce truthfully had half of a gram of carbs per tablespoon, well they can write zero. So that makes you think that there are zero carbs in the whole jar, right? 
Well, if it's really half of a carb per tablespoon, and we're going to eat four tablespoons, that's two grams of carbs. If we're going to eat eight tablespoons, that's four grams of carbs. That's not good. That's not bad. It's just the truth. But unfortunately, we don't always know the truth from looking at the nutrition facts. We only know what they legally are going to tell us. So at least we know that it's really low in carbs because in one tablespoon, it's got less than one gram of carbs. So that's helpful to know. And the same goes for, uh, oh, I'm talking about, yeah, carbs. The same goes for proteins, fats, all these other things. You would just want to know that if it's less than one gram, they don't have to write that on the nutrition facts. Okay, let's move on to number five for ingredients. Look over at the ingredient list. Lots of people skip the ingredients and they only look at the front of the box and they see something like, oh, cauliflower tortillas. That means there's just cauliflower in it. Well, that's not true. There's usually more ingredients and you have to turn to the back and look. The order of the ingredients matters. So the first ingredient is the most abundant ingredient in the list. That means the it has the highest amount of that in it. The last ingredient is the smallest amount of, of that. So on my ingredients list, the very first ingredient is organic tomato concentrate from select ripe tomatoes. So the most highest amount of food in this jar is organic tomato concentrate. The last ingredient is organic spices. So that means there's a lot more tomato concentrate and there's a lot less tomato spices in ratio. And that's helpful to know because sometimes you would want to know if there's really a lot of something or just a little bit. It doesn't always give you 100% of the facts or the truth, though, when you're looking at the ingredients list. For example, that ingredient organic spices can be very misleading. There are many, many phrases that companies are allowed to put in the ingredients list that are misleading. So one of them is actually spices, believe it or not. Spices don't necessarily mean what you think. Like, oh, they went to the garden and they clipped out some herbs, fresh herbs, and then they dried them and ground them up and put them in my tomato sauce. Yes, it could mean that, but spices can also be a secret term for MSG. Did you know that? That's kind of scary. MSG stands for monosodium glutamate, and it's a highly addictive substance that makes you want to keep eating the food. So yes, MSG can be labeled as spices. Same thing with the phrase flavors. Flavors is like a big red flag. If you ever see flavoring or flavors or natural flavors or natural spices, you might want to contact the company and ask them, what is that? And if it's a company that's got a lot of integrity or they are really focused on health, they'll probably put in parentheses behind something like flavors. It might say, not from MSG or uh, GMO-free or something to 
make sure that you understand this isn't coming from a bad ingredient. It's just flavors. So that's really important that you actually do some more of your own research. We're not going to go through every single term that you could ever find on a food label that's misleading because there are thousands, so many, but you start to get the hang of it over time. So you can look up lists for secret words for MSG or alternative words for MSG or other words for corn or misleading words for sugar. All of those kinds of things. There are dozens or hundreds or thousands of different phrases that companies can use. So you definitely want to look for ingredients that you absolutely know what that is. Like tomato concentrate from select ripe tomatoes. Okay, we know that's probably just what it is. It's probably not a secret word for sugar or MSG. Or right here, this says organic vinegar. Well, that's really clear, organic vinegar. Or if your ingredient says organic cocoa powder, really, really easy to understand exactly what that is. But if it says something like dextrose, well, do you know exactly what that is? Can you picture that in a garden or on an animal? You may have to look into that and, oh, whoops, you find out dextrose is actually derived from corn. Who knew it? Well, I did because I've had to look into these things and really, really take many hours of my life to read nutrition facts. Something else to keep in mind with nutrition facts is that companies change their their labeling all the time. So if you buy the same product all the time, every once in a while, look at the nutrition facts, look at the ingredients, and notice if they've made any changes. And sometimes companies get bought out and their ingredients list changes, but you would never know it unless you look. So definitely something to keep in mind. Now, beware of misleading labels. So now turn to the front of your packages, everything that you're looking at, and let's get into a marketing mindset. Remember that most companies, their objective is to make sales and make profit. And that's not good. That's not bad. It's just what they're doing. They're a company. They need to make money. And we need to understand that usually a food company, their ultimate goal isn't necessarily to help you with your health. We wish it was that way. Maybe once or twice we can find a company that does have a standard like that. But most of the time, their goal is to make money so they can pay their employees and pay their rent and keep the company going. And they use marketing tactics. And so we have to be able to be smart and see through this. So I'm looking at this organic crunchy peanut butter spread. And it's misleading because, oh, it has this beautiful picture of green grass on the front. Now, what does that have to do with peanut butter? Green grass? What? Well, the green grass is making me feel peaceful. It's making me feel grounded and healthy. I feel like I'm outdoors. I'm in nature. It's just gorgeous, vibrant green color. And then there's this beautiful piece of celery with crunchy peanut butter on top. And it looks so clean and clear and healthy. And then there's these words on here like free from hydrogenated fats and oils, kosher, USDA organic. Well, that's wonderful. Those are all wonderful things. 
And if I just decided, I'm just going to pick this up and buy it because it's got healthy images, it's organic, it's free from hydrogenated fats, wonderful. Well, it's not telling me everything because if I turn the label over and look at the ingredients, well, what? It's got corn or it's got cane sugar in it. So this organic crunchy peanut butter spread has organic dry roasted peanuts, organic palm oil, why is that in there? Organic cane sugar and sea salt. So it's not, you know, the worst thing in the world, but I'm sure sitting on the shelf right next to it, there's another jar of peanut butter that the only ingredient is organic peanuts and maybe salt. We don't need to add other oils. Why would you ever do that? Well, I can tell you why. It's because they alter this peanut butter and they use an oil like palm oil that will stay mixed in so that you don't have to necessarily mix the peanut butter yourself. Always buy the peanut butter that has oil sitting on top and doesn't have any sugar added. If you have to have your peanut butter sweetened, then sweeten it with your own stevia or monk fruit or Lakanto or something else. But don't buy peanut butter with sugar. That is just a waste of a product. And don't get misled by the label on the front. They always put images that are tested to make you want to buy something or make you feel a certain way. So they probably tested this out and put green grass on the peanut butter label because it makes people feel like it's something healthy and wholesome and natural. So play a game with yourself and look through a bunch of labels on the front and think about marketing tactics. Like I'm looking at some of these organic dark chocolate bars and they have pictures of trees. What do trees have to do with chocolate? Well, maybe these are supposed to be cacao trees or something, but, and there's a moon. What does the moon have to do with chocolate? Well, the moon and the trees, it makes me want to buy it because I love trees and I love the moon and it makes me feel like when I eat this chocolate, I'm going to have a spiritual experience. And I'm going to have like a moon ceremony or something, which would be wonderful. And I could do that. But the truth is, is that this is chocolate and it's got sugar in it. And then I have to decide if I want to eat that or not. So we want to just get past the marketing. And this is abundant in meat labeling. They put uh, so many misleading labels on meat. They'll put things like organic chicken. What is that? There's no such thing as an organic chicken. Organic means that the food hasn't been sprayed with pesticides. Farmers do not spray chickens with glyphosate. So organic chicken is not even a phrase. It's just a random thing they put on there to make you think that it's something healthy. Or it says family farm. Well, wonderful. But family farm is not a regulated term, and they can put that on any kind of chicken, even factory farm meats. So that's not something that makes any difference. Or it might say grass-fed. Oh, great. Except for grass-fed, maybe they eat grass. Pretty much all cows eat grass, but then they also eat GMO corn and barley and soy. They didn't put that on the front of the label. Or antibiotic-free. Wonderful. Well, all chickens are actually supposed to be antibiotic-free now, so whether they put it on the label or not, that's the case. So you have to really look into your meat labeling and refer back a couple of episodes where we talked all about this. I believe it was the episode about protein and um, 
talking about grass-fed beef. It's just a few episodes ago. But that's going to be a good review for you if you're not sure about the meat labeling. So just remember there's two major places to look. The first one, the most important one, is the nutrition facts where you're looking for those five pieces to look at. And the second one is to look at the marketing on the front of the package and not allow yourself to become misled by that. And something that I am loving lately is going live on Instagram. And you might be wondering, why are you talking about that? What does that have to do with anything? Well, it's got a lot to do with food labels. I had so much fun yesterday. I was in the co-op. I went live, we went through the baking aisle, took about 15 minutes, really short and snappy, and I showed you how to look at certain food labels on things like all-purpose gluten-free baking mix, on gluten-free brownie mix, different kinds of vanilla, different kinds of sweeteners, different kinds of nut flours. And I gave you some really, really special gems, some special tips and secrets to look for. And it was so fun. And I've gotten an abundance of questions and comments and people saying that that was really helpful and they learned a ton. So here's my plan. I am going to be doing many more Instagram live grocery store shopping trips where I I go through a specific section. Like next, I'm probably going to go through the chips or the gluten-free tortillas or the ice cream aisle or the meat, any of those different kinds of things. And your job is to tell me what you want to see in the grocery store. So here's what you need to do next. Get ready. Open up your phone. Go to Instagram. Find me at Madeline Rosie Evergreen and send me a DM or comment on one of my posts or on that last Instagram live where I took you through the store. Just wherever you want, write me a comment, write me a DM, and tell me what you want me to show you in the grocery store live. Now, you don't have to watch live. I'll save it and post it so you can watch the video whenever you want. Like, you can actually go back and watch that video on Instagram about the baking aisle. It's so easy to find. It was just from November 4th. So if you're looking at this in the future, go back and back and back to sometime around November 4th, 2021. Watch that video and let me know what do you want to see in the grocery store next. I thought it was going to be a total flop. I thought nobody cares, but this has been like the most popular thing so far. So I can see you really need help with navigating the store. And I'm really good at that. And I'm so happy to help. So remember, go to the show notes for today if you need to review this episode or look through any photos of labels. I'm going to be posting some food labels on there. The show notes are projectketopodcast.com backslash episodes backslash S6E6, like season six, episode six. And I'll link to my chocolate cake course in there as well. Don't forget to use your promo code CAKELOVE for $50 off by November 22nd. I appreciate you for listening today. And don't forget to screenshot this episode on your phone while you're listening. Share it with your friends. You can just text it to them and say you have to listen or share it on social media and tag me over there so I know that you are getting something out of this. 
and rate, review the show. That's your way to pay it forward and to thank me for all of this fun, free content. And also, don't forget to have an amazing week. I love you all, and I will catch you next time.